You okay? All right. Okay, that's it. I just come to say hello. Hello. <laughs> No need, no need. Okay, now sit down, please. <laughs> there were some people, you know, kind of uh, very good disciple, like you, came to a master, you know, not like me, yeah. <laughs> the good master, not like me. And they asked the master, Master, is there any good way to enlightenment? The very best way. Can you show me the best way for enlightenment? So Master said, yes, yes, I can, I can. Uh, but it will take some effort huh, on your part. Are you willing to do some little sacrifice, so-called sacrifice? You know, like, not, you have to be vegetarian, the five precepts, uh, no drug, no alcohol, no cigaretto. <laughs> No uh, uh, McDonald's hamburger, and no fish, no shrimp, no eggs, uh, etc. Huh? Are you willing to forsake all that uh, for enlightenment? And the disciple, the good disciple, say to the very good master, you know, why? <laughs> why do I have to do all that? All that in order to get enlightenment? I don't like that. <laughs> so the master said, well, well, you ask for enlightenment, and I tell you the way. It's up to you. And the disciple, you know, scratching his head for a while and said, Master, is there any better way? <laughs> is some, some other way I can get enlightenment without vegetarian food? You know, could I eat meat, hamburger, all that, fish, and still? Uh, and then I can smoke, and I take drugs whenever I want, just for experience. Uh, and can I, uh, you know, do all kind of things the way one? Because God say I have free will. God give me free will. Why should I not do this, not do that? And I cannot do anything. <laughs> uh, can I, is there any better way? You know, like no need vegetarian, no need, um, you know, the five precepts, and no need. Uh, what else? A meditation even? Yes. Is there any better way, you know, quicker way, you know, more convenient way? Master say, I will tell you if I find such a thing later. <laughs> if, if I find some, no effort, no meditation, huh? no vegetarian diet, no precepts, then you can just get enlightenment for nothing. How about that? Huh? If I ever find such thing, I'll tell you. <laughs> For now, we have to be uh, satisfied with uh, some uh, humble uh, effort yeah? on your part, like the vegetarian diet and the five precepts and the meditation and some other effort like group meditation huh? and uh, adhere to the teaching of the old masters like Jesus, Moses, mm, Buddha, Mohammed, mm, whomever you choose in the past, yeah? the same teaching that we will have to exercise here, because other masters haven't found anything better. <laughs> so I also cannot find anything better for you, except all this that I'm telling you. Hmm? You read any Bible, you know, the Christian Bible, the Buddhist Bible, the Koran, 
Yeah, the Sikh Bible, the Sikh um, Granth Sahib, huh? say the same thing. Say the same thing. There's only one way to enlightenment. That's a correct way. <laughs> There's only one way to live our life. That's a virtuous way, right? There's only one way to be yourself. That's a noble way. That we cannot be animals and then become Buddha at the same time. Even though animals have Buddha nature, but they are sleeping. The Buddha nature is sleeping. <laughs> so when we want to go to the higher level of ourselves, we have to do a little bit trimming. Huh? I told some people in India last month when I was there, or was it last week? Last month, when I was invited to India. It was a very funny coincidence. First, there was another company, no, another spiritual group with Dada something that invited me, all right? And then when we got there, we saw Dada photo. <laughs> yeah, at the end, uh, never mind. It's not that we discriminate or anything. Just that sometimes people give us a mixed salad sometimes. You know, you don't know who invited you, <laughs> nevertheless. And I told some of the Indian people there, you know, Indian, our disciples and the Indian people, that even though we are all God, stones also have God quality, uh, nature, we are heard, yeah? Everything came from God and nothing that is made into being, uh, this is not from God, we all know that. But now, as a human being, we have the opportunity to climb to a higher level of God consciousness, that's all. The reason why we do not exercise our will power, our free will, to do anything absolutely the way we want, is because doing that, we will stay here, in a lower level of the scale, in the lower half of the scale. And the other half of the scale of God consciousness, we do not know. We are all here already. And that's why we do not continue to do that. You know, like, uh, do anything you want, be a criminal, you know, taking drugs, alcohol, meat, whatever you like. That you can do, that you can do, because we have free will. But that is a lower scale of God consciousness. And we are here already. We know it already. We experience it already. We don't want it no more. We want something more elevated. And that's why we have to forsake the lower way of living. And that's all. Not that because you live in a lower way, you are not God. You are. You are by all means. We are all God. Even animals are God. Trees are also God made and is a part of God. And we are also more part of God. But nevertheless, we sink into a lower level. So in order <laughs> to know the complete self, you know, the whole, the total God, we have to know the other half. It's not that we do everything and then we become a total God. No, no. We already do everything there is that we shouldn't do <laughs> up to now. And we know only the other lower half of nature of God. That's why we suffer. That's why we couldn't think straight. That's why we couldn't know what to do for the best. That's why our life is such a mess and a misery and the world as it is. Suffering, war and, you know, fear and lack of everything, even material comfort. Don't need to do more. 
if we want to know the whole being of ourselves, the whole God, the total totality, the summa of God, summa and total of God, then we have to do the other half. We have to learn to know the other half, the higher half. And that's the reason why we should not commit all kind of, you know, so-called lowly uh, actions of uh, physical existence. And we should forsake the, the eating of meat and uh, the taking of intoxicant, that if we murder our head, yeah, and uh, blur our vision, such as alcohol, drug, uh, cigarette, or all kind of these intoxicants, you understand? Huh? Okay, not that you cannot do what you want, not that I'm strict or God is strict, say, oh, you have to be vegetarian or you go to hell. It's, it's not like that. It's all our free will that we want to know the total God now, from today, that we got initiation, that we vow to be a more noble being. That's all our own free will, see? So sometimes we get mixed up with this, very mixed up here. We thought, oh God, if I am God, right? You are God, everybody is God, then we're free to do what we want, right? Because everything is God anyhow. So what's the problem? Why do we have to be vegetarian? Why do we have to keep the precept? Why do we have to do this, do that? More noble, what for? Everything is God anyhow. Everything is God, but we do not know everything yet. Ah, right? We only know the lower level of physical existence, the physical manifestation of God. And that is why we have to know the other half in order to be totally God, to be one with God. It's not that everything is forbidden to you, but you do it on your own free will. Now you understand? Hmm? Okay. Yeah, if we don't understand this, we get very mixed up. We will be very confused with so many teachings in the whole planet and more in the astral level <laughs> and the upper level. There are also other teachings. If you go and encounter some of the divas and the heavenly beings, they will teach you something else. So if we have to know the basic, yeah, why we want to be enlightened, why we have to be more noble, be more godlike, because the other half of God is higher consciousness, is more noble, is more wisdom, and is the other half of us that we're missing. We have to attain that other half in order to be whole, to be wholesome, to be total, to be what we truly are. And that's the purpose of enlightenment, of uh, uh, being more uh, moderate in our way of life, being modest, being humble, being noble, and walk in the way of beauty, and the way of glory, and the way of truth. It's not that if we eat meat and we are not God, or, uh, you know, God can do anything He wants. Yeah, God can. We are half God, <laughs> yet. We are God, but we only know our half. That's why we are half God. Uh, until we totally know the other half, then we become one with God. Okay, the new one, do you have any question? You happy with your initiation? Huh? Yes? Có nhận người xuất gia không thầy? No. Xuất gia là sao? Xuất gia là theo thầy á. Thôi khỏi mà, theo gì nữa. Xuất gia cũng vậy à? Hả? Xuất gia làm gì đâu? Thấy tôi giống ông thầy tu nào đâu đâu mà đòi xuất gia đâu. <cười> Tại sao? Tại sao đòi xuất gia anh chị? 
à, thì tu bây giờ tu là không phải xuất gia tu là tu không phải xuất gia à, tu ở nhà tu cho nó sướng à, <cười> nhà tu tự do hơn she want to be a karma a, a nun i say what for do i look like one now and she follow me she said oh because before i promise if anybody want to practice and come to me to renounce the world then come to me i said yeah renounce the world but not renounce your home don't have to eh? if you renounce your home you have a temple it's the same <laughs> just more beautiful <laughs> okay don't worry about it i told you already many times yeah before in the beginning because i was i looked like a nun yeah i wear nun clothes everybody think that's a way because i thought that's a way too because it was my destiny to be like that and then to be like this you know so that you can shock yourself out of illusion. There's nothing you should do except meditate every day and wherever you are, and do whatever job is required of you, take care of your family. That's all there is. No need to go from one place to another. Hey, Wong? Ah. It's okay if you want to be a nun, but don't have to change now. If you're already a nun, stay there. If you're not, just stay there. <laughs> yeah, really, it's more convenient to practice what you are, no? Changing is a lot of trouble. And then your husband will come run after me and uh, scold me. <laughs> yes. The reason uh, why I don't wear nun's clothes anymore, because if I do that, so many people just run after me and change their appearance. And thinking changing appearance will change your consciousness. It's not true at all. I tell you now, it's not true. I don't tell you lie, because God is above. Yeah. But a renunciate life is not for everybody also. See? Not for everybody. To renounce in the heart is more difficult. And to renounce outside is secondary. If you can, it's very good. But at the moment, I do not want to stir up your life, you know, stir up trouble for your life. Because once you be a monk and nun, and your family will cry, and your mother, father, and you know, that, that bother your head. When you sit in meditation, a lot of people cry, and they, 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 they curse me too. <laughs> right? No? Oh, I used to suffer a lot, uh, explaining a lot. Say, no, no, your daughter is fine. She's, I take care of her. She's just a nun. There's nothing else. But they don't take it, you know. So I just forget it, you know. It's like this is better. It's not better, of course. If it would be more idealistic, you know, if we can have a big community and everybody become none together, you know, this is also nice, very, very nice. It just is not very practical in this life, except those established order, you know, like Catholic, Buddhist, you know. And then you have to go to, into a temple, and you have to do exactly what they do. Huh? If you don't, they think you we are none, and then we'll be in trouble again. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Huh? And then, Oh, no, no end to it. Forget it. <laughs> I think we should just renounce inside, huh? If you already can be a nun, it's fine. But don't, don't, don't blame it on me. Say, oh, I follow Master Ching Hai, so I became a nun. You do it yourself, huh? Go and find a temple and find a monk, and then shave your head and then do what you you want to do. <laughs> I did that. It didn't work very well. But when I go through airport, they search me all over, you know, and it's very tickling. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> what? A lot of space. A lot of space. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I need a lot of space. And a lot of people, you know, stay away from me. You know. Oh, when I went to Hong Kong and I have my bald head. 
Oh, they run away from me. Because in Hong Kong, people like to gamble, you know? And when they see your bow head, I mean, you lose everything. <laughs> Some people believe like that. I just run after somebody, I ask them address. You know, at that time I was uh, a Tibetan, Tibetan nun even, well, uh, worst kind, all colorful. <laughs> you know, more eye-scatching, yeah? you know. And uh, I just went to Hong Kong, and uh, I was first time there, and I don't know the address. I want to look for the boat people. That means the Vietnamese refugees. I want to come see them, to say hello and comfort them, because I heard a lot of trouble, of course. Before, uh, before that, I was an interpreter, you know, remember? for the Vietnamese refugee. So when I heard that in Hong Kong there are boat people, I wanted to come see them. Okay, I went all over because I looked for the boat people. And then finally, some people dared to go near me. I, not that they go near me, I went into a shop. They couldn't run anywhere else. <laughs> or I went on the street, I asked everybody, they run, run away from me, you know, take the kid and bring the kids and run very fast. And later I asked some, uh, I went into a shop, you know, a jewelry shop, and uh, the guy cannot run anywhere because he had to keep his, his eyes on his jewelry. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I asked, finally, I asked, and then uh, the jewelry shop owner, he showed me where the boat people are. But that's not the Vietnamese boat people, it's the China boat people. It's the Hong Kong boat people, they live boat. Yeah, the, the, the fishermen and the merchants who, who sell things on the boat, and they live on the river, no? In some countries, there are people like that. In Thailand, also people like that. And they call that boat people in Hong Kong. Oh, and then I went there and I go, oh, I talk Vietnamese, and they nearly throw stone at me, you know? <laughs> yeah, because they don't know what I'm doing, you know? Just all excited. <laughs> <laughs> they speak Cantonese, and I had no idea what they spoke. <laughs> okay, so the jewelry, you know, because he has to keep his eyes on the jewelry, he cannot run away. So I asked him, and then he, he, he showed me. But then I asked him, why other people run away from me? I'm a nun, I'm good, I bring good luck, no? <laughs> so I said, mm -mm, not in Hong Kong. <laughs> Hong Kong people like gambling. <laughs> And if they see you have nothing on your hair, that means they lose everything. <laughs> it's your nun. I mean, whatever you have will be none left. <laughs> so they're so scared. You know, it's a true story. You know, I could make a movies out of it. You don't believe what I have to encounter a lot of times. A lot of things are unbelievable. You know, you would have thought you are a nun and the Chinese people believe in Buddhist, right? Buddhism. So they, would, they wouldn't show this kind of reaction, but they did. Ah, very funny sometimes. And another time I was in India, and I wear Indian monk's robe, sannyasia, pink. And when I went through the uh, Muslim village, they throw stone at me. Yeah, because I'm not Muslim. <laughs> uh, there's so many people with their preconceived ideas, you see what I mean? So even if you are nun, if you look different, you make trouble for yourself. I don't say nun's life is no good. It's a very good, it's a good, perfect protection for yourself, huh? and a symbol of purity and dedication to God. The idea huh, is very good. It's just that it costs more trouble than not. 
unless you become a, you know, like a Buddhist nun, yeah, then uh, stay in a Buddhist country, it is safer. If you stay in Sri Lanka, in Thailand, or in India, and you become their kind of nuns or monks, then you're safe. Or you are Catholic nuns and you stay in Catholic country, or stay in your order. People are already so familiar with this kind of, of, of sight, you know, of a Buddhist nun or a Catholic nun, they, they leave you alone. You'll be more safe. Otherwise, you create more trouble and very difficult to practice sometimes. Okay, huh? Mm. What else? Hmm? Yes, sir? You were talking about people with uh, preconceived uh, notions that are very strong in their minds. Yeah. And my, my family is very Christian in a very specific way. Yes. And if they knew I was here, they'd probably send someone to kidnap me and take me home and deprogram oh, really? me. Kidnap? Well, to take me home and deprogram me. You know, they think everything that's not Christian is, must be a cult and from but the devil. But we are Christian. Hmm? Yes. That's the problem. They don't know we are very good Christian. So, my question is, what do I tell them? Like, for instance, when I was getting ready to come here, they said, you're going to miss Christmas. Where are you going? Oh, I see. So it's difficult to explain without creating a big family scandal because True. I don't want my mother to spend the rest of her life praying to get me out of this group. Oh, God. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So just say you come to celebrate Christmas with your friends. Show her the picture. Look at all that. We are Christian. But friends, very Christian friends. Yes, actually we are. Um, my teaching is uh, very much like Jesus' teaching. In fact, you can read the whole Bible to her. Say, this is the friends that I have been with, and they're teaching that way, just the same. Just I like to be with my friends. You know, everybody has their personal friends, and that's normal. Okay? The parents have parents' friends, children grow up, they have their own friends. And you say, you just prefer this group of friends. It's all right. You don't go and steal, you don't go and kill people, you don't go and do anything that's against Christian teaching. You are a perfect Christian, just tell her. You don't take drugs even, you don't take alcohol. Huh? You don't do anything that is against human standard of moral, as well as the Christian uh, standard of teaching. So you're all right. Okay? Tell them you're all right. And you have to prove it day by day. Yes, by being more filial, by being more courteous, more polite, more helpful, more tolerant, yeah? Make a good example of a real Christian, then your parents won't worry so much. Hmm? I do understand all this problem. I do understand. Luckily, I have good parents that just believe me without even my preaching one word. <laughs> Somebody else already spread the message, said, oh, your daughter now, and then they just came and get initiation. <laughs> No, I didn't even say anything. I didn't even write a letter to them, say, I become what, what, what? Yeah, they spread the news home. Anyhow, uh, not everyone is as lucky as me, as I am, I guess. And you have to try your way to just live a very normal life, very, very normal. That's why I just discourage the sister not to become a nun. Suppose I let her become a nun. What shall she wear now? Christian here and half Buddhist there? And on top of the turban for the Sikh? And there's a threat here for the Brahmin, like Hindu. What else? Well, we'll be a kind of mixed salad nun, otherwise nobody's happy. And if you're a salad nun like that, they think you're weird too. 
Not that you please everybody by a three quarter here and one quarter Christian and another quarter uh, Hindu, you know? So that's the problem. And that's why God doesn't appear to us too, in any form whatsoever. Suppose he appear like an old man with a beard, and then the Buddha said, no, the Buddha shaved head and shaved beard, <laughs> nothing left. <laughs> yeah, and the Buddha wear, you know, tattered rag, yeah? And should God appear like that in a tattered rag? Tattered, right? You know, very poor looking guy. Then we say, oh my God, what kind of poor God that is? If I follow him, I will go bankrupt. <laughs> and if God appear in all splendor with diamonds uh, such as the Madame Ching Hai, <laughs> then they say, oh, 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 none of the master I knew is like this. Ah, uh, it's so opulent, opulent, no good. Huh? God is supposed to be simple. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 you tell me, what, what, what kind of God do you want to see? Very difficult. And should God even fly down from the sky? They shoot him before he landed. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine that? Or maybe FBI or CIA, oh God, the alien. <laughs> yeah. How can God be safe in this world? <laughs> Whether he is a Christian or Buddha, even with all the Buddhists, the Buddhists, if suddenly the Buddha appears from nowhere, from the sky, huh? I don't think they even believe him. The thing is uh, Maya, is a devil that uh, uh, fool people, right? The magic magician or something at the most. Nothing can make we believe. I tell you the truth. So it's only our humble example. We try our best, yeah? so that our life will be more peaceful, so that our relatives and friends will not feel so worried about us and try to pray us out of the good way. <laughs> Otherwise, nothing really helps. You might try all your best, but your parents might not be guaranteed satisfied. You know, really. But so is your luck, you know? You have to try your best for, so that you feel good, you feel peaceful in your heart, that you are a good son, a good person, and that you have tried your best, you know, to make peace, and that's all. But that doesn't guarantee peace, okay? Nothing is guaranteed in this world. If we can guarantee anything, it would be fine. But I can guarantee enlightenment. That's the only thing I can guarantee. If you follow the instruction, you get enlightenment. And that's the only thing that can guarantee. <laughs> Some more questions? Can you explain about what in eggs? Eggs? Yeah, in eggs. Okay. There is a tape in Australia last year. No, this year in May. Huh? Is it in May? Yeah. Oh, I forgot the date. There's a tape uh, in Chinese or something. Was it in Chinese? Talk about egg? When somebody eat egg, their blood, their body become very black. You know, the... the the ethereal, ethereal blood, yeah, the invisible energy of the blood and the body and the light become blackened. That's why most of the black magician, actually you can see, you know, one of our initiate, when she meditates, she saw that, okay? So they dare not eat egg no more. Uh, egg is, has the, pot Potency, yeah? 
to draw the, 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 the negative energy. And if you eat it into your body, it draws into your body. Understand? Mm. Besides, the egg has some life in it, and sometimes it's infertile, but you never know. Okay? You never know if it's fertile or non-fertile. And eggs is uh, it's not very good for our system. Uh, some of the scientists has proved that if you eat egg a lot, you have liver problem. Also, it's a very concentrated protein. It's very difficult to digest for the body. Even though for, for a lot of people, they eat it as a substitute for other things in vegetarian diet. But nowadays, we have a substitute eggs, so it should be no problem. And in any cakes that you used to bake with egg before, if you don't have substitute egg, you can use yogurt. In a, uh, I'll say the same po portion, use yogurt instead of egg, and the cake is just excellent, exactly the same, without the stinking taste of egg and smell. So you miss nothing. You miss nothing in this life without egg, okay? The black magician, they use egg to draw the possessed possessing spirit out of a possessed person, person. Many of them use that. They throw egg on the person, or they do something with the egg, okay? So that the, the spirit comes out of the possessed body. So we don't want to draw that into our body either, okay? Whatever I teach you is for your own good. If you don't want it, you can try it, and then you know <laughs> the difference. Actually, egg is thinking, how you eat it? I don't know. After a while, you cannot like it. You cannot. After your body is purified and you become a good spiritual practitioner, there's nothing you will like to eat uh, in such a nature as eggs or fish or meat, you know. Even the smell of it just makes you feel want to vomit, throw up. Many the vegetarian food, is this better or is this better? This? Okay, then I use this. <laughs> this one for the people. After being a good practitioner for a while, or a short while, or even immediately, anything, even vegetarian food, sometimes they make it too real, too like fish or like shrimp, and it stink. You will not want to eat it. Okay? <laughs> so don't worry about egg. If you like to eat, you try. But then when you sit, you don't see light, and you feel trouble, and you feel restless, then don't blame me for not telling you. Hmm? I don't forbid anything. I just guide you. I just tell you what is good for you and what is not. And you make the choice. And since you have made the choice already, you should know that your soul knows the best for you. Because I didn't force you. I didn't come to your door, ring your bell and say, you have to eat this, you have to do that, you have to come follow me. I did not. So it is your own decision. Your soul knows the wisdom. If you made the choice, stick with it. The spontaneous choice is always good. The one with no reason is always good. The one who is harmless to any other being is always good. So stick with your choice and don't ask too many questions about eggs and fish and all that. Yeah, a lot of people tell me, Jesus, it's fish and all that. I know all that stuff. Stink. <laughs> hmm? Jesus don't eat fish. He talks at a parallel, a parable. You know, as today we catch how many fish. Sometimes I say like that too. How many initiated today? Understand? Sometimes how many 
lotus. Huh? The same when Jesus was alive, he was pursued everywhere, he was persecuted. He cannot talk the way we do. And also his disciples, the twelve apostles, are fishermen. And that's the language, they, the language they speak between themselves. Just, just like if... Uh, oh well, I don't know. You know, just Jesus speaking the language so that his disciples are more familiar with it and understand it. Otherwise, why should he say, uh, forsake your job, huh? and don't, don't, don't continue to catch the fish, I will teach you how to catch men. Didn't he say that? Similar to that, of course, I rephrase it a little different. I say, forget the fisher business, come and I teach you how to catch men. Isn't that so? Okay, you see what I mean? Otherwise, I continue with your fishing. I like to eat them. Huh? And then meanwhile, you help me with initiation or anything like that. He said, no, forsake your work. Forget it. Go with me. Hmm? But a lot of people think Jesus eats fish. <laughs> the poor son of God couldn't say anything anymore. He's gone. And we say anything we want about him. He say anything so clear in the Bible, you know. Don't be among the wine drinker and flesh eater. Flesh including fish. Not the flesh of the fish, also flesh. Okay? And he say something like also in the first the first the first first chapter or the first pages of Old Testament. God made every food for all living beings, see? He didn't say he make animals for men to eat. He said for us to rule over them, and they will be our helper. Yeah, we can rule over them. But he said, I make all the fruits in the field, all the herbs that's beautiful to the look and to the eyes and good to the taste. That shall be your food. He didn't say animal included. Did he say that? No. He said he made food for animal too, and he made food for men. Food for man is a fruit in, on the trees that is pleasant to the eyes and good to the taste. And all the herbs in the field, these shall be your food. Hmm? Okay? Anyhow, study the Bible is enough to be vegetarian. I'm surprised why the Christians are not. Really. All the things that God says in the Bible forbid the killing, forbid the eat of meat. Who tell you to kill all the she? She sheep and the he bullocks to make offering to me. Your hands are full of blood because of the, the killing of the innocent. You have to repent, or else I don't hear your prayers. I'll turn my head away. Isn't that clear enough? If God say that, we shouldn't eat anything at all that does have blood on it. Hmm? Fish has blood too. Fish is not vegetable. Fish is not the the fruit in the on the tree and the herbs in the field. <laughs> Some people ask me a very cute question: uh, a fish vegetarian too? It's not a vegetable, is it? Yeah, funny, you know. Such intelligent men and cannot answer that question themselves. Hmm? All the component of the fish, their life and the activity is not a, nothing indicate a vegetable, huh? Biologically speaking, biologically speaking, it's not. <laughs> okay, next question. My most respectful uh, Supreme Master, thank you for giving me a chance here uh, for initiation. 
my whole body and uh, all the shells are prepared for this initiation. Mm -hmm. And that's why I, um, I start eating nothing uh, for one day. And I, uh, I'm going to take this Upavas uh, for as long as this uh, retreat lasts. Do you encourage you me to You don't eat anything? Yeah. For all the retreat? Yeah, I Did I tell it. you to do that? No. Then why you do that? What for? Uh, I was told that uh, um, uh, by reading ch uh, your books, you suggested um, may one sh I mean maybe at least one one day in a week, one should not try to not eat anything, right? Did I say that? Something like that. <laughs> did I? Maybe I did, but I forgot. Did I really? <sighs> no. Then no. Did I forget that or something? Is this, I say something else? That the O initiate, did I say something like that? Because I might say something and I forget, you know, but I don't think I say anything like that, did I? You can, you can fast once a week if you want to. If you gobble too much food every day and you know, you feel bloated and, you know, bad, fat, and you go on diet. <laughs> once a week you can fast if you want to. You can even fast a week. A whole week, if you want to, but it's not a necessity. After we eat vegetarian, our body is regulated, you know, and we don't eat so much. It's a kind of fasting. And for the people, like for example, maybe I say something in relating to Christian, you know, habit of Friday. Friday don't eat meat. Yeah, something like that, because they eat meat the whole week, so maybe Friday they want to stop it. Just like the Buddhist. Uh, they cannot, the convenient method people, you know, they don't eat uh, vegetarian the whole time. They eat whenever convenient, or they eat the first of the month and, uh, and the fourth of the month and the sixth of the month and fifteenth of the month and then twenty-third of the month, sometimes six days a month or, um, you know, ten days a month, you know, those things. Yeah? Because they eat meat all the time and they want to be partially initiate, uh, partially uh, vegetarian, and we give them convenient method. Maybe it's like that, okay? But if you are vegetarian, you don't eat that much anyhow. After a while, you eat maybe twice a day, once a day. You don't bother even that much about food. Uh, it won't enhance the uh, vegetation uh, level or degree? I don't think so. It will enhance your, 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 your how you say, your weak uh, resistance to cold and you might catch a cold. Thank you. <laughs> don't, don't do anything extreme, okay? If there is a reason you want to fast a week, you can do. But if your body is strong enough to resist it, you know, if you don't fall asleep during meditation, if you don't feel too cold, if you don't feel so burning sensation in your body because of lack of uh, um, protein and, and, and fat, and that, then the body will begin to burn your own fat and protein, and you feel burning uh, for, for a while. And you have to drink juice, okay, some juice or drink lemon juice, or drink uh, orange juice, or all kind of juice, okay? To keep the body cool, keep the engine cool, just like the car. If it runs without water so long, or without petrol, it's burned. Understand? Our body is like an engine for the beginning like that. But of course, uh, some of the people, they practice very long. Some yogis, they can go on without food for a long time, or forever also. But this is not a necessity. Yeah, it's not a necessity, and it is not a vehicle for enlightenment. We can do that sometimes to purify our body 
or to maybe to somehow to we feel that it's uh, it's lessen the desire or the lust within our body once a while if we want to be but you have to take care of your health and do it properly understand don't drop dead on me yeah next one master can i ask a question i'm, I'm sure not sure if you can <laughs> first of all thank you very much for the opportunity to uh, come here and listen to you tonight yeah um uh, sure that you've explained um subject that I'd like to talk about before. I've looked in magazines, I've uh, seen videos, but I, I still haven't found an answer. Uh, I've been dealing in uh, energy healing Reiki, mm -hmm. and uh, I know that you've uh, not talking to past lives, talking to uh, actually healing people, and I know that uh, your, your teaching is against it, or uh, that's my interpretation. Just wondering what the reason for that would be. Because these are using ego and human energy, also astral energy. It's not the natural power of God. The natural power of God is like this. If you don't do anything, people get healed. You don't need to lay hands on people. You don't have to even think of them. You don't even, even have to pray for them. If they just think of you, they're healed. But that is if it's God's will. Are you Christian, by the way? Are you Christian? I believe strongly in God, yes. Okay, fine. Now, let, let me remind you something about Jesus. He's supposed to be the great healer of this time. Huh? Remember what he said to his mother when uh, she bring the water in and asked him to make it into wine? What did he say to her? Was he happy? Oh, yes, I'm going to show it. Yeah, now is the time. Nah, come here, let me show you. No, did he say that? No, what did he say? I have no idea. Mm, that's a good Christian you are. <laughs> okay, let me, a uh, very humble atheist, tell you. <laughs> humble non-Christian non to tell you. He said, Mother, why did you make me do this? Reluctantly. Okay? Another time, when the son of uh, one of his followers lay dead or something, and they asked him to go and lay hand on him, so to revive him again, he was also very reluctant to come in, to do that. Okay? That's the second time. The third time, somebody touched his garment, touched his rope, huh? And she was healed of a very serious disease. Remember? You remember that, huh? And then she thanks him profusely. Remember? That's you remember. I do oh, remember that one. That's good question. And what did he say to her? He uh, said that someone touched him, and the uh, apostles mentioned that many people are pushing up against you and touching you. Mm -hmm. And Jesus responded that, no, somebody touched me uh, in a particular manner and drew power and, and energy from me. No, but then the lady thanked thank him for healing her. And what did he say to the lady who is healed by touching his rope? What did he say to her? Your faith healed yourself. Yeah. He don't claim credit. He didn't say, I did that. Did you see that? He said, I did that. I healed the lady. It's my power. <laughs> never. Because real healer don't do that. Real master never claim credit. That's the third time he don't claim, right? The fourth time. I mean, maybe the order is uh, topsy-turvy, but 
Another time he say, it's not me, it's my father. Who does it? So, who are you to heal people? And claim it. People will think it's you who heal them. And they cling on to you instead of cling on to God. And that's the problem. We're helping people by all goodwill and good intention, but because we do it in the improper way, we hinder people coming to know God. You understand, brother? I'm not accusing you. You ask me, I have to tell you in the most direct way I can, risking your anger and wrath and maybe <laughs> walk out on me even. You see what I mean? People will come and thank you and remember you. And you are the person there standing between them and God. God would have done it if that's the way, if that is His own, if His time to heal. So Jesus don't run around and heal people, you know. Whoever come walk His way, just healed. And then He say, oh, it's your faith, or oh, it's my Father. Even if He can do that, He refrain from doing that, for fearing that people will claim Him for what He is not. They want people to remember God, not just remember a personified God, even as Himself, as the Son of God. Okay, brother, am I not clear in any way? Can I say something else? In Please, relation to of it? course, of course. It's quite funny. Uh, immediately after, I have a little uh, building in uh, Melbourne where I have uh, both the office and I have a little Reiki gathering with people coming every week. Yes. <clears throat> after I had booked the ticket here, mm -hmm. people stopped coming. Oh, yeah? Actually, nobody came at all. Did you tell them? And they terminated the lease of the building and kicked me out. Oh, gosh, Jesus. I'm sorry. I mean. Whatever he does has nothing to do with me, okay? You blame the guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh God. Oh, don't 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 kill me, huh? <laughs> I didn't even know you book a ticket. I didn't know you come here. Okay. First time I ever see you and talk to you in person. So I have no thing to do with it. <laughs> All right, you know? Now you know. <laughs> you know what he wants. <laughs> okay. And stop asking me nonsense. <laughs> another one. But, okay, you all right? That you have another job to do? You okay, huh? And you're not angry with me because telling you all that? Well, the reason, the, the consequence that I suffered, that's the reason I had to ask why. The, the consequence is suffering? Uh, no, the, that I had been thrown out. I have other work to do as well. Oh, I but see. But the termination of this uh, little practice. So sudden and, and everybody stopped coming at the same time. Yeah, I feel it's very strange. What are you doing to this guy? <laughs> I don't blame anybody. It's, uh, it's uh, fine by me. How can you blame me? Who, who is doing this? Nobody did anything to you. It's just, it's just this guy. He's funny. <laughs> he does what he wants. I told you. Okay, so now you know what to do. Hmm? You know exactly what to do. No need I talk too much. Yes, brother? Yes, Dear brother. Master, I'm really happy and excited to see you. Uh, my question is, um, I think I don't love myself enough. You know, kind uh -huh. of inferiority complex. Uh -huh. um, how do I, what do I do to love myself more? And also, um, how important it is to be sociable in, you know, being a practitioner. And what is a good balance between um, socializing and being by yourself? Oh, God, 
can write a book on all this. Okay, number one, why don't you love yourself? What is it you think that is bad about yourself? There must be something that you feel that you are unworthy. Tell me about that. Can you? Yes. Um. Just approximately, if you're shy, you know, don't worry. Yeah, we all have problems, really including myself. Pinpointed, just yeah. a sense of unworthiness. I think maybe I picked up when I was a child, uh -huh. and I was very concerned about my appearance, for oh, example. Okay. And you know, people say I look good, but I feel I'm no, I don't look good, and things oh. like that. Oh, you are you're good looking. <laughs> In the is he good looking? Yeah, you're good looking. But that's not important. It's not important. Yeah, I know it's not important, but um, somehow it, that inferiority it's, complex. Is it childhood? Is childhood? Pardon me. Is a bad childhood that affects you? Not really. You say you're not picked really. on as a child. No, but I was just kind of um, shy. You're shy? Yes. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm shy too. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I was very shy. I still very am. Just, I'm just more used to with the public now. You don't know me before. I don't talk to people, really. I'm anti-social. <laughs> now, when I was in uh, so-called many ashram, you know, a lot of people come to see this, this master and that master all the time. I'm always keep to myself. I don't know what to talk about. And when I was married, I hardly can talk to my husband. You know? I mean, I, sometimes I see him talk to his friends and all that, and I say, oh, I wish I could talk half that much to him. I just don't know what to talk about. You see? So when, when the time comes, you will do what is appropriate. There's no need to worry about it. If God wants you to talk a lot, you will. Even if uh, you tape your mouth, you have to talk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with you. You good looking? Are you married? Oh, maybe you find Mrs. Wright sometime. And then, <laughs> You feel better, yeah. There's nothing wrong with you. Is there, is there, is there anything wrong? Bad habit, something? Some. <laughs> oh, we all do have. We all do have. Yeah. What? We all do have bad habits, but that's not our real self. If whatever bad you try, you can cut it and you cut it. If you cannot, then just forgive yourself and and concentrate on more positive side of your own quality. And don't think of the positive, negative all the time. You know, in the house we have living room. We have a garden, we have a dining room, we have bedroom, all decorated beautifully. And we also have the toilet. But don't put your nose in the toilet all the time. It's not the way. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> um, about socializing. If you can be sociable, agreeable, that's all right. Otherwise, just smile. Yeah? Wherever you go, if people smile at you, you just smile at them. They don't smile at you, you just smile at them. It's okay. You don't have to talk. You don't have to always go everywhere and try to make this friend and that friend. That things happen naturally. That's very normal. You know, a lot of men and women are shy like that. But that, that, there's no problem with you. You're okay. Hmm? That's, that's it. What else? Since you mentioned girlfriend. <laughs> oh. um. You have one? You have one? No, my question is, I have read, uh, you s heard you say that it's better to be just celibate and just drop relationship. No, uh, I say that, St. Paul say that. <laughs> I say, I mentioned St. Paul, you know, in the Bible? That it's better to be celibate like him, but if not, then you get married, you know? 
It's okay. Both are okay. You know why better to be celibate? Oh, is that right? To be a, yeah, to be celibate, huh? To be a bachelor, huh? It's just less problem. That's all. You don't have anyone to quarrel with. Huh? When you go anywhere, you don't have to report, I'm going where and what time I come back. And woe to you if you don't come back on time. That's a problem. But there are other things, you know, like you have companionship, you have people to share with you your sorrow and your dark moments and your depression and your joy, see? Yeah, sometimes when we watch movies and we have a good friend beside and we can laugh together, you know, it's more fun than when you watch it alone. For example, like that, see? So the companionship is the, the, is the, 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 the thing that people seek in marriage or uh, in loving uh, relationship, yeah? It's not because of the physical um, need or... It's not most of that, it's not. Maybe in the beginning you attract to each other physically, you know? But it's not the physical, really. It's the inside of that person that draws you or the karma of the past life. So if you have a companion, it's okay. If you don't have, it's okay, you know? Whichever way you prefer, whichever way you think, simplify your life and it's better for you to practice, then you choose that way. There's no preference in our path, okay? I'm not desperate for a companion. Yeah. It's just that I you know, can't help but look at women. You know, oh, why not? <laughs> Why not? They look at men too, don't they? Maybe I understood you wrong. I thought it's something to feel guilty about. Oh, that's why you feel guilty? Hmm? You should feel guilty if you don't look at women. <laughs> you are gay then. <laughs> it's normal, okay, to look at women. So just don't stare at them and like. Like you undressing people by eyes and you know, having lustful thought and that's no, not very good. You have to respect all of them like goddess, okay? And should you find one goddess to your taste, and if she find you as a god to her taste, then it's fine, no problem with that. Okay, everything in moderation. If you don't find one, if you, it's fine. Whatever God arranged is fine, okay? What else is you feel bad about yourself? What else? That's it, huh? Okay, no problem. Mm. Yes. Yes, whoever next. Yes. Uh, Master, uh, it's almost 10 years already since you uh, gave the first lecture from when Thai, uh, Taiwan, I believe. Uh, what do you think of uh, a human being uh, spiritual world these days since uh, you get get uh, first lecture? I think it's better, isn't it? You think so? Huh? Yeah. yeah, a lot more people uh, more spiritually uh, oriented, a lot more people vegetarian, a lot more vegetarian restaurant. Nowadays we go everywhere and buy vegetarian food more more easy. When I was in Germany, I have to do everything alone, even make tofu. I, I grow my own uh, sprouts and make my own, you know, gluten, cook my own everything. No vegetarian restaurant, rare. Today you can go anywhere, any market, and buy anything. Very simple, huh? You think it's already better? The, the world is uh, less uh, bloody. <laughs> I'm not uh, swearing. Hmm? And then the, uh, the, uh, developed, uh, the developed country has been happy, the undeveloped country, uh, is that, do you think so? That's uh, the world getting better? 
in their spiritual life. Oh, they are helping each other. They are helping. A lot of uh, countries, they uh, have conference with each other and try to help each other. They do. They're doing it, and, you know, in their way. You can't rush things with these people. Even the president cannot decide everything alone. He has to rely on Congress, you know, and, and lobby and all kind of things. So things are very slow in this world. But for what it is, it's very fast already. In the last 10 years, things change so fast. Don't you think so? Don't all of you think so? Yeah. Very good now. Much, much better. Huh? Okay. Thanks, Master. You're welcome. Yeah, who, who was it? Who was it there over here? Uh, okay, master? okay. Please be patient. Yeah. Um, I was shown uh, to do convenient method. And um, from meditating, I realized um, how chaotic and crazy my mind is. Yes, that's a already good beginning. Oh, let me tell you, I'm, yeah. I'm nuts. Um, does it get to a point where um, um, that the mind starts to calm down and achieve that peacefulness that they talk about? You know, while I'm meditating, does my mind will my mind calm down and all these crazy thoughts start to, you know, dissipate? Yes, it does, brother. You know already. Eventually. It will. It will. Yes. But some day we are more chaotic than other days. It depends on whom we are with, what movies we watch, and uh, what kind of argument you had with your girlfriend or wife, whatever. Also, it will be, you know, replaying here, and then it could drive you crazy. But after you meditate for 20 or 30 minutes, uh, the cow will, you know, come down and dissipate, and then you feel more peaceful. And as the days go by, less and less quarrel, you know, and less and less negative uh, memories, and then your mind will have nothing to remember but good things. And then it has the food from spiritual nourishment, and then you become more and more calm, of course. That's why we meditate every day. Or else I tell you, get initiation, become a Buddha, die, finished. No need to do anything else. See? We have to do it every day, because we interact with a lot of people and a lot of situations, and that's what makes our mind crazy. Hmm? You are not nut. The situation in this world is nut. And it makes us feel like that. Okay? Good to hear. I thought I was crazy. No. If you are crazy, I'll be before you. Yeah, terrible this world sometimes. Huh? Everything makes our mind, you know, go on berserk. Huh? Sometimes we watch just the movies, you know, and go home and just keep thinking about it all the time. Huh? Even scary movie make us have nightmare. <laughs> it's okay. Just forget it. It's all, it's all illusion. Yeah. The main point is we meditate. Yeah, yeah, and get a better memory every day. And then all the negative will go away. Hi, Master. It's wonderful to uh, be with you here this evening. Thank you. Um, I have a dilemma, and it's uh, between myself, who I am, and my profession. Uh, I'm a, a lawyer. Yes. I represent uh, large companies, corporations. Yes. Uh, we don't sue. We end up being sued. And uh, the people who sue are oftentimes injured, either you know, usually physically or even in some cases uh, someone has died. And uh, my job basically is to make it so the company doesn't pay any money. Uh -huh. And uh, a lot of... Jeez. <laughs> oh, no, no, <laughs> Thanks no, for no, the no. support. Please, um, wait, wait, wait. This is a lawyer job. What? Uh, the... <laughs> The uh, dilemma that I have is that many times I look back on what is a success professionally. 
uh, for myself is uh, troublesome because I feel like in many occasions there are people that have deserved to uh, have received yes. some sort of payment mm -hmm. and didn't because of my actions. Talent, yeah. And, um, <laughs> and uh, I'm quite troubled by that and I was I wondering if you can uh, lend me some I comfort. <laughs> I understand. You're not the only one that have this question. Well, either you have to do it uh, the way the companies want because you pay for it, or you quit and get your own office. But lawyers often sometimes have to do things that he knows is not proper. And if he does it too often, then he forgets that it's not proper, and then it becomes a habit. So it's up to you to do it the way you want or to do it the way the world wants. And you choose between your conscience and your payment and your fame. Did you watch The uh, Devil's Advocate? Unfortunately. <laughs> you did? Yes, we Good. Saw. And did you watch The Rainmaker? Uh, I haven't seen that one. Ah, it's a similar. Go watch that. And then you have your own answer. Hmm? There are many other jobs to do. Also, you can teach in law school, <laughs> but that also in terms of breed other lawyers. I'm breeding more. Uh, yeah. That's a bad joke about lawyers all the time. <laughs> Let me share with you one so that you don't feel so bad. Because a lot of people feel the same way as you do, because they came out very idealistic, the lawyer, the newborn lawyer. They feel idealistic. They want to fight for justice. They want to... Uh, I was defend for the weak and the needy. But then situations force them into doing the opposite ways. And many times they come home, don't feel very good. Yeah, they don't feel the money they earn is all clean and pure. Okay, let's talk about the children. You know, don't be so serious. <laughs> I don't know if there are other choices for lawyer or not. Maybe you can open your own corporation. But so many competition, huh? Mm. There's a joke about the lawyers. There are the fight between uh, heaven and uh, hell. The hell beings are very good at, you know, uh, how say, invading the frontier of heaven. Every time they just put the the border, the border line, you know, upward, upward, and then they invade the heaven more and more, and the, the hell expands and the heaven becomes smaller all the time. And so all the angels, you know, they gather together and want to fight back. And so in order to do that, they have to go to the court. And in order to go to the court, they need a lawyer. So eventually, <coughs> they say, oh, just forget it. We cannot do anything about it. And the hell being keep telling them, huh? You good? You come down? Come down, we go to court. Nancy, we are right. And the heavens say, okay, we give up before, before you even say anything. And the hell being say, why, why, why? You know you're wrong, right? The heaven being, you know, the angels say, no, no, we know we are right, but we don't have any lawyer here to compete with you. <laughs> they are in your side. <laughs> and another bad joke, you know, but don't tell all the lawyers. I read it in, you know, read the digest or whatever. Your American literature, it's not my fault. I didn't invent all this. Uh, one time, the priest, the Christian priest, father, went to heaven. Oh, and then St. Peter came out and greeted him and gave him a motorcycle to run around and a small house, a mobile home to live in. 
And then the priest was happy and ran around until and lived in his mobile home because being a Christian priest, he was taught to be humble and renunciating anyway. So he didn't care. He was very happy in his house and with a motorcycle, and he ran around until he find the big mansion, glorious big garden, and roses blooming, and all kind of exotic plants in the garden, a big Mercedes Benz parking outside, and another Rolls Royce in the other side, and the house is like a palace. And who lives in there? A new dead lawyer. So he was very perplexed. He came to St. Peter and complained. He said, Father, it's not that I am small-minded or try to complain. I just wonder why, as a servant of God, we dedicate all our life to serve God and forsake everything. It's not that I crave for material comfort, you know, but I wonder why, as priests, we are assigned to a small mobile home and a motorcycle. And where the lawyer, what did he do as a good married in order to earn such a palace and a Rolls Royce and a Mercedes and all the servants fluttering around him like that. So St. Peter said, oh, you don't know. You know, priests, we have plenty here. Lawyer, this is only one up to now. (laughs) 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 That's enough for you, huh? (laughs) Okay. Ah. Very difficult to be successful in this world and to keep our standard at the same time. So it's up to you to choose your way of life. I cannot tell you, as long as you're paid by the company to defend for the company, you have done your good job, because that's what you're paid for, and you're faithful and loyal to your company. Nobody can blame you for that. But on the other hand, your conscience will tell you that that poor employee have nothing left, yeah? After he die or he have accident, his life finished, his family, future is darkened, and your conscience will not rest. And that's what's the problem. Not that you're wrong or not that the company, um, not that the person is right, it has nothing to do with that. As far as your job is concerned, you have done excellent. That's what you have to do, because you paid to do it. So you have done well. But it's up to you now to choose between being a successful lawyer and a conscientious human being. All right? <laughs> there are other jobs to do. Yeah. You know, selling tofu outside, <laughs> <laughs> delivering pizza. <laughs> the problem with us is that once we climb the ladder of success, it's very difficult to stop there or climb down, but very easy. Very easy once you renounce inside your heart, knowing that a clean conscience and the peace of mind worth every piece of gold in this world. Then you decide. You know, we don't have to live in Beverly Hills. We don't have to live in Capitol Hill. We can live in a mobile home, which is very cheap. And a second-hand mobile home costs about 20000 or fifteen, or sometimes 10000 or $5,000. And you don't have much to clean, you don't need to servant once a month or once a week. You know, that's what I do. Eh? I'm living in a mobile home right now. If you laugh at me, you can. <laughs> I can afford more than that. But it's, at the moment, it's not necessary yet. Understand? I could have a bigger house, then I have to depend on a lot of people for cleaning and filling the house up and mowing the lawn and all that. 
this a lot of unnecessary expenses. It is a privilege and a prestige to live in a big house, to have a you know a name car and all that car if you can afford it. If you cannot, a second-hand car will do. A mobile home will be fine. You feel very happy when you don't have debt to pay, when you don't have anyone, uh, you know, that blame you, and yourself don't blame yourself for any wrongdoing. That is the best mention that you can ever have for yourself: the peace of mind and the clear conscience. I tell you, that's why many masters tell you to forsake the world in order you can gain heaven. One uh, whoever. A cling to life will lose it. Whoever forsake life will find eternal life. That's the meaning of it. We are too bound with material comfort and must and do and don't, and we forget to liberate ourselves from all this. We don't need all that. You don't need to go to Beverly Hills for a party. Yeah, you can forsake them all. Can leave all the friends that is posh and rich and make us feel competitive and make us feel we have to forever claiming to be with, like them. You don't have to. After a while, you you're tired of party. You're tired of of of, of big friends and names and all that. You just like to stay home and be in your own room, small room even fine. You meditate, and you feel so good inside. You don't need any material show off. Then any job we do, because we don't depend on job. We don't depend on fame and prestige to live our life. We depend on God. We depend on the inner tranquility and the clear conscience. That's why Jesus said, "Blessed are the pure in the spirit, for they shall know God." You have to become like a child in order to enter the kingdom. That's what it is. We cannot become a child if we always, forever, having to strive to be like next door. Yeah. To go to this and that party because of so many names are there, and we have to be somebody also, or else we are nobody. We cannot go there. We feel ashamed. We should not feel ashamed. We should feel ashamed if we do something against God's will. If we are not a morally uh, equipped person, if we are not consensuously noble, you understand that? Then we should feel ashamed. We never should feel ashamed if we lack material means. If we live in a humble house, or if we have a second-hand car. Should never, never feel ashamed. So that's what binds a lot of people. That's what makes them stick to position and 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 work that against their own conscience, against their will, and they suffer so much internally. That's all the goal in the world cannot make up for it. And then they feel sick. They will feel, you know, later they will feel all the sickness will boil up into cancer and all that kind of thing. It's not worth it. I'm just telling everybody, not to you, huh, dear brother. Please don't be offended. Not to you alone, but because your good question had brought me into uh, this opportunity. Mm, by the way, I just remember and telling people what binds them and what can liberate them. It's okay, huh? I didn't offend anyone. <laughs> yeah, money is. It's a poison. <laughs> it's a, this is poison. A lot of people and damage a lot of good person, and fame and all that illusionary prestige. There are a lot of lawyer in in here, so don't don't worry about it. They know what you are talking about. <laughs> good that you brought it up. <laughs> is that okay now, brother? Anything else? Yes. Okay. 
Hi, Master. I'm a portfolio manager, and I uh, at my you job. You are a what? A portfolio manager. Basically, I work at a company where we manage billions of dollars. So yes. all I do is think of money all day. Yes. And when I get home, when I try to meditate, even when I try the hardest, money just comes to my mind. <laughs> I mean, I'm, when, when I first initiated, like three or four years ago, I, I'm able to get that, that peace Out and tranquility meditation. Yes. But now, no matter how hard I try, I, I just like, just think of the, the best way to make more money, more money. And it's really hard. I want to be successful in, in, in work, but at the same time, I don't want to lose my uh, spiritual practice. Yes. And I even thought you teach um, that we could do both successfully in life, but I'm having really hard time to reconcile how I can do that successfully. Oh, and really? just like with the, uh, with, with the lawyers, you know, others people, you know, other people working, how can you do successfully in both? It's just really hard because well, what's wrong with managing the money? I don't understand. What do you have to do? Because that, um, um, we invest a lot of money. It's just like thinking way of how to invest, how to make money, oh. or, or, like, um, or how to take other people's money for your own advantage. <laughs> but I mean, basically, it's just a way how to make more. It just, like, it just make my brain think of you know, making money all day. Uh -huh. And when I get home, I, I have a hard time to put that aside and okay. say, okay, this is a game, this is, this, this is an illusion, Understand. and go back. It, it's, it's hard. I, I don't know how to do that. But uh, you meditate with money all the time? <laughs> I mean, there's no way you could just leave it for a while and think about it later? It's, it, I, I try, but, you know, some, uh, but... Sometimes or all the time? Sometimes you think of money in your meditation or all the time, every day, every minute of no, meditation? No, not all the time. Even, even, even when I uh, recite the five names, uh, even when I do work, but uh, most of the time when, when I don't notice, occasionally just money come back to my oh, head. Oh, that's all right. Or a way of how to do, okay. you know. It's all right. This is your, your work conscious. Uh -huh. it's, it's like when I'm focused on something, I'm, I'm just like, it's always come back to me. And oh, it seems like these days that I'm not focusing on, I'm having a hard time focusing on my spiritual practice, but more on my aspiration of what I want to success in mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. I don't want to lose the other part. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand how I can achieve both success successfully. Oh, just hang on. Just hang on there. Uh, hang in there. One day it will change. When you're fed up with it. When you had enough with money. <laughs> Well, if you want, you can change the job, and if you don't want, you just stay there and hang on to both, huh? as much as you can. Well, what can you do? You cannot forget your job, you know. You know, whatever we do before the meditation, it will go in the meditation for a while. And after 20, 30 minutes, it will come down. Sometimes it doesn't. Then you have to try another time, and you try more, okay? Try more the Quan Yin, the sound method. Thank you. You're very welcome. Okay, any, any other question after dinner? Okay? You have to go eat because we have to regulate and we have to wash the dishes and all that, and the people have to get initiated. I see you later, okay? You can ask me again. <laughs> <laughs>